Jackson of the International Secret Police. Stealing Zero. Stealing Zero. Stealing Zero. Bob Gilmore, Dr. Kingsley, and little Jean at Nogchuka, Speed, Clint, and Barney prepare for their advance on the octopus headquarters, a house overlooking the wild and windy pass of the Iron Dagger. Disguising themselves as Tibetan shepherds, the boys join Police Chief Tipo and his men, and moving in utmost secrecy, at last find themselves in the pass which holds their enemy. So this is the pass of the Iron Dagger. Yes, Speed, and look above you. You can just make it out in the moonlight. The house that Mr. Monnier has taken. House? Golly, looks more like a castle. And what's more, a haunted castle. Oh, you wouldn't be happy if there wasn't a ghost or two in the neighborhood, Barney. And don't talk so loud. You don't hear any of Chief Tipo's men advertising that we're here. If the octopus is way up there, how can he hear us way down here with all this wind and stuff, Clint? Uh, never mind that. We're not taking any chances, see? He may have guards planted around already. Not a chance. He thinks we're still back in the Nogchuka jailhouse, and here, oh, doggone this fur hat, it keeps falling down over my eyes. Pipe down, or I'll stuff it in your mouth. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, it's funny to hear you fellas talk. Sure don't sound like you look. Neither do you, Speed. What with that makeup and them Tibetan clothes, I wouldn't know you from any other native around here. Yeah, that's good, because we're apt to need this disguise before the night is over. Chief Tipo. Yes, Mr. Barlow? Is this the path to that house up there? Yes. You will observe it is very narrow, very slippery. I'll say so. It's lucky that wind is dying down or it might blow us off the trail. Guess we'll have to go single file, huh? Yes. Do you know this trail very well, Chief Tipo? Uh, yes, I have climbed to the house several times. Well, then you'd better lead the way. I'll follow you. And then you, Speed, and Barney after you. And my men will bring up in the rear. Say, Chief, does this here trail always stay on the outside of this mountain? Don't it ever go in between crags, so to speak? What is it, Mr. Dunlap? You fear high places? No, I fear what happens at the bottom of high places after you fall off. Ah, don't pay any attention to him, Chief. We'd better get started. Yeah, the wind is gone, but it looks like it blew some clouds into the sky. Every now and then one hides the moon, and then everything is sure black. And cold, too. Glad we have these fur shoes on. My feet are the only part of me that's warm. Very well, let us go. These first shoes don't make any noise either. The octopus won't hear anything unless somebody happens to loosen a pebble or bump up against something. No! Hey, help! Help! Somebody help me! I'm falling! It's all right, Barney. I've got hold of your arm. What's the matter with you, you big ox? You're trying to bring the whole octopus gang on our heads? Is that all you can think of after I almost fell off the trail? Fine thing. You are all right, Barney. A rock just worked loose, that's all. Yeah, and what's to stop the whole trail from working loose, I'd like to know. If it wasn't for the whole police force and Nogchuka being on my coattail, I'd turn around and go back to Lassa. Oh, yes, you would. 
You wouldn't miss being in on this for anything. Well, don't try me too far. Oh, come on, come on. Let's get started again. And everybody keep their eyes and ears open for octopus gangsters. Interesting experiment. One that should prove to any curious inquirer that I really am a scientist engaged in my laboratory working on inventions that will benefit the world. <laughs> Master? Yes, Kwan Wu. Come in. Well, what is it? The workers are assembled in the pit awaiting further orders from you. Tai, your Tibetan agent, is with them. Well, let them wait for a moment. They've done enough for today. Put the house in order. Prepare for possible attack. Then you are not going to start this slave route to India tonight? You do not intend sending advanced men? No. My short wave set has prepared the way. All that remains is to capture the slaves, Kwan Wu. Time enough for that tomorrow or the next day. Tonight, I want to explain some of the workings of this laboratory to you in case of uh, sudden need. What do you mean, Master? Is this not purely what you might call a mask? A background for your character of Paul Mounier? Not entirely, no. <laughs> for instance, observe this long wooden box. It is shaped somewhat like a coffin. Yes, but it has wires running into it. This is supposed to restore vitality, youth, to whoever lies in it for, uh, shall we say, an hour. As Paul Mounier, I have so harnessed electricity and energy that this wooden box is in reality a fountain of youth. Has it really such worth, Master? For uh, harmless individuals, it holds nothing more than a few volts of electricity, Kwan Wu. That and their imagination will rejuvenate them. But for my enemies... Yes? 20,000 volts of electricity can be shot through a body by merely throwing this switch like this. Horrible. Horrible. You turn pale, Wu. Have you any reason to fear my fountain of youth? No. No, of course not. But one would have no chance in that wooden box. With the lid down, one could not escape. Of course not. When I have determined to destroy a person, there is never any escape. And there shall be none for Clint Barlow. Someday I shall meet him. And when I do... Ah, so that is better. For a moment, while that switch was on, I could smell electricity, even taste it. Tremendous voltage, Wu. But see, over here is another invention of mine. It appears to be an operating table. Mm, so it would appear. Uh, lie down on it, Wu. No, Master. I am afraid. Lie down, I say. Very well. Now, for a friend, I would turn on this light. Draw this curtain so that none of its beneficial rays would be lost. That curtain also hides us from others in the room? Yes. Then I could press this button and immediately clamps would rise out of the table, gripping your wrists and ankles like this. Uh, 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 master, I cannot move. And were you my enemy, I would place a gag over your mouth so that you could not shout for help either. Why? Why are you doing this to me? Merely to acquaint you with my laboratory experiments. <laughs> but now to get on with it. 
I have you helpless, completely at my mercy, so I draw this lever. We are sinking through the floor. In the manner of speaking. This table is on a platform which can be raised or lowered at my will, and as we sink, you will see that a false floor closes over us so that no one can interfere with the work that goes on in this room. Torture chamber. A medieval torture chamber. Yes, Quan Wu. I was saving this as my last surprise for you. You know that a madman built this house, an insane prince in exile. <laughs> Here my enemies shall be attended to. Master. Master, you too are insane. What? Mercy. I am your humble servant. Have pity on me. Do not let hatred so cloud your brain that you resort to this, this fantastic revenge on your enemies, on Clint Barlow, should he trace you here. Clint Barlow will never trace me here. This torture room is just uh, in case, Quan Wu. Then release me, please. Have pity, please release me. Very well. But first let us rise to the laboratory again. Now, the clamps. Uh, <laughs> you are free once more. Uh, and do not let your tongue speak such thoughts of madness again, Quan Wu, unless you wish to undergo in reality what you just experienced. Master, I am your slave. I will never betray you. Stiff climb it was, too. This is the front of the house, eh, Chief Tipu? Yes, Mr. Barlow. And here my knowledge ends. I have never gone any further. And I think we'd better make a tour of inspection and leave a cordon of armed men around the house by the time we finish our tour. Right. Well, let's get started, then. But remember, everyone, no noise, no light of any kind. And in case of trouble, make sure the other fellow doesn't make any noise, either. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Suffering wang doodles, but this is a big joint. The octopus sure knows how to pick his spots. I'll say so. Got your gun handy, Barney? And how. I've had it ready ever since we started up the trail. Well, I hope we don't have to use it before the actual attack. I don't want to give who's ever inside that house any warning whatsoever. But if it should not be the octopus... I'll take full responsibility, Chief Tipo. Start stationing your men now. Very well. Don't get too far ahead of us, Speed. I won't, but... Hey, hey, Clint. Uh, what? Look over there. A landing field. And there's the octopus plane. I knew it. I knew we had him. Didn't we tell you, Chief Tipo? You mean that is really an octopus plane? Yes. Is that the one Paul Meunier was flying? As near as I can identify it. Yes. Wow. It won't be long now. Pipe down, you mug. Or we'll be finished before we begin. Remember, we're surrounding a desperate man. Look, Clint, there's a light in that window. Quick, let's get to it. You other men, surround the house silently. When I whistle, attack. I go. Can you see anything yet? No, but we soon will. 
I see a man, Clint. But it can't be the octopus. He hasn't got a mask on. Chief Depot, is that Paul Mounier? Yes, I know. He has changed in appearance. He's older. Then, then that is the octopus. Barney, old pal, we've got him at last. I don't get you. Well, he couldn't use a mask if he was a scientist, so he's using makeup as a disguise. But he didn't use it soon enough. He applied it after arriving here, never thinking that Chief Tipo would see him again. Chief Clint, then the search is over. We've really got the octopus at last? Yes, Speed. All we've got to do now is go in and get him. And that won't take long. I'll give the signal for the attack. Fire up the... Fire up the... Fire up the... Fire up the... 